Welcome to Food Farms and Chefs radio show, where we highlight everyone from the top industry leaders to startups and farmers that make it all possible with Chef Jean Blum and photojournalist Amaris Pollock. everyone and welcome to Food Farms and Chefs and I am so honored to be able to introduce Scoop DeVille's Spencer Phillips who is joining us from Philadelphia from his shop as you can see in the background. Um, Spencer thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me glad to be here. It is hot national hot chocolate day. That is why we're celebrating. So um, I know you have one of the frozen hot chocolate ice creams that are sought after in Philadelphia. So, you know, we'll get into that in a little bit, but why don't you tell us a little bit about how you got started in the ice cream business in Scoop DeVille? Sure. I don't think uh, mother nature got the memo on uh it being National Hot Chocolate Day, it's it's pretty nice out today. Our door is actually open to the shop as I speak, which we don't do often in January, that's for sure. Um, yeah, so a little bit about uh, myself, Scoop DeVille. Um, Scoop DeVille has actually been around since 1989. I would have been four at the time. Uh, so I'm not the original owner. Uh, I, I was a longtime customer. Um, I went to the University of Pennsylvania here in Philadelphia. There was a couple locations on campus. Uh, in fact, my, well, my first date with my wife now, um, at the time, we were just, you know, knew each other in college, but our first date, we got to Scoop DeVille delivery. Uh, so that's that's kind of the, the early connection. Uh, but we were very big fans, um, big supporters and, and, and regular customers for sure. Um, and it kind of at some point hit me. I was I've always been looking to, to run my own business. Uh, ice cream has kind of been in my blood for years and great memories. Um, the ice cream with, with my grandmother, who, who actually my daughter is named after, Nori, um, named after my grandmother, who I had these, these chocolate marshmallow ice cream memories with. Uh, and so when I kind of brought it to my family, uh, everyone was like, of course, you would open an ice cream shop that's in your blood. Um, so the idea was there, just how passionate I was about it. I uh, spoke with the, the previous owners and just developed a relationship there and uh, eventually partnered up and then years later took over the business. Um, so I've now been the owner for, uh, I guess, coming on 10 years now. Which is a, a an honorable, you know, thing to, to reach too with any business, um, especially in the food and in, food and hospitality business. You know, it's, it's not always the easiest thing to maintain, you know, a, a long running food place because, you know, trends happen and people, you know, get disinterested, but ice cream is definitely one of the places that everybody's going to love forever. And you know, even through the pandemic, you guys have survived. So it's, it's an amazing, you know, I applaud you for being able to maintain Scoop Devel for so long. Um, now what, like, cause you obviously like have some very tantalizing scoops of ice cream. Like you see it on, you know, online, on, on social media. So what goes into creating the different ice creams? Because I know that you did maintain the um, same flavor pro- profiles, like initially when you took over the business, um, right down to the fact that you actually kept some of the same employees when you moved into the new building, when you took over. Um, but what, what is some of the process, um, when you, you're building the different flavors? I'm impressed you, uh, you have done your research or I'm not sure where you got that knowledge, but all that was accurate. 
Um, yeah, so we do a couple things. When I took over the business, we were not making our own ice cream. Um, what we're famous for is what we call custom blends um, or our signature blends would be what are on the menu. Um, and I usually describe it to someone who hasn't been in the store as, um, you know, picture Cold Stone where they're hand folding the ice cream together, the picture Dairy Queen where they're making the blizzard. Um, it's similar to those as far as the process. The end result is just very different. Um, so, so we take a base flavor like vanilla. We add um, multiple ingredients from our list of over 80, including I think we have four or five pounds of the cookie dough, all sorts of candies and fruits and nuts. Um, and we put it all together. And then our machine looks almost like a drill. Um, and so this sort of pulverizes or blends, uh, as, as we call it, everything into a new flavor of soft serve. So it's not a typical soft serve where it's pumped full of air and stands up on its own, um, you know, and is, is smooth flavor the whole way through. Um, it's kind of between that and a blizzard where it's not chunky, but it's definitely textured. Mm. And then every single bite has the flavor of all of the ingredients. So if you tell me, um, you know, chocolate chip cookie dough and peanut butter, and strawberries every every single bite is going to taste like a cookie dough peanut butter and jelly sandwich basically um and so that's we, we almost call it micro batching so every single customer can get a different flavor and, and we can have a million people in line and all and every single person have a different flavor um however we do also um, now make all of our own products in-house 100 percent of our ice cream and dairy free and vegan desserts are made in-house um, and so that's kind of a whole nother thing, but the cool thing is we can kind of experiment on these micro batches a little bit where we say, I'd love to do a pistachio and Nutella flavor. Does that go together? And rather than having to waste a whole batch, we can make one cup and kind of tinker with it a little bit and then take it to our, our batch machine, our batch freezer, um, and, and batch out a, you know, a full tub of it. Um, and so we do sell hard scoops in that manner. Um, but but without question, kind of what we're famous for in our signature product is that, that that blend. Gotcha. And I know I know Gene is currently quiet. So Gene, I don't know if you have any questions for uh, Spencer as well. Well, Spencer, so now that you're doing all these wonderful micro blends and all, what are you seeing in you know the the consumers what are they going after now I mean, a lot of people play with savory a lot of people just you know double down on sweet 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 a lot of people are going for texture what are you finding today that people are really like looking for and and seeking out in ice creams it's a very good question um and it's changed over the years um one thing that definitely has not changed is peanut butter is always a leader um, I'm a big peanut butter fan, so I, I just assume that peanut butter was always the best. But from from what I've seen, pretty much every menu we have, the hard scoop ice cream, the soft serve blends, the milkshakes, the vegan products, peanut butter seems to lead the charge. Um, that that holds true for sure. Um, but something we, we launched years ago, uh, and obviously you've seen brands like Halo Top hop on board, uh, you know, the low calorie, you know, less indulgent um, kind of ice cream or frozen yogurt. Uh, we created years ago, probably eight or nine years ago, a, a low calorie menu that it's it's all frozen yogurt under 250 calories. Um, and so that's something that has definitely hung around and, and something we see people lean towards, especially, you know, beginning of the year when everyone's on their diet. Uh, we see that. Um, we, we have a pretty good gluten-free offering, and that seems to, you know, obviously there are people with, with actual allergies, but there's also, it seems to be trendy as far as dieting. Um, so we see that. 
Um, vegan is probably the biggest one right now. Um, we also do wholesale. And so we, we make tubs of ice cream for restaurants, uh, other ice cream shops, a number of different places. And we've, we found a real um, success with vegan restaurants um, because it's just exploding. There's so many different vegan options out there. And I will tell you, we've become, myself and several of our managers have become big fans of vegan products. I used to say, you know, if you're being vegan, why, are you, why don't you eat a salad? Why would you want to have a, something like a cheeseburger? And the fact is, you know, they're just like us, right? They want to have indulgent things that are delicious. Um, they just also want to, you know, like animals and be nice to animals. And so, you know, that's what we've found is we've found our vegan products are selling much better when it's something that's loaded with cookie dough and brownies and peanut butter and the indulgent things and not necessarily, you know, a, a fruit-based product. I, you know, it's funny you tell that story. Many years ago, I was doing an ice cream festival at Penn's Landing and helping coordinate it all. And I've always been a big advocate of, you know, donating stuff to homeless shelters and things like that. So I was going around at the end and asking if people wanted to, any ice cream that was left over, if they wanted to do, I would take them over to the shelter and get them. And I promised them I would get them their buckets back, you know, knowing that the buckets are you know, oftentimes a, a big cost. And at that point in time, I had three or four people say, well, what, what homeless people, why, why do they want ice cream? And, you know, it, it was uh, very much, uh, you know, like, what do you mean? Why would they want ice cream? You know, I, I, I don't like, they're no different than us. They want to indulge and enjoy, you know, just like you were saying there, just because they're homeless or, or, you know, down on their luck or hungry, doesn't mean that they don't love ice cream. And I remember showing up at the shelter with, about 45 gallon buckets of ice cream and it was the one time that i couldn't load the stuff in fast enough because they were just helping they had a big line out front bringing the ice cream in what a wonderful feeling it was to provide that so just exactly what you said just because you're vegan doesn't mean you don't want rich decadent things yeah but everybody wants the uh Delicious ice cream in whatever whatever form they can get it. Absolutely, right. Now on on the on the flip side of that, I I would always joke with my daughter who is a vegan that, well, why do we have to call it ice cream because there's no cream in it? But you know it's okay there too. I just do that to pick on her. But <laughs> where do you see what what new things? So you know we got vegan, we got gluten free. Which you know congratulations, you you're covering all the allergy bases and you're really doing a phenomenal job at that and you know, really beating a lot of other companies to that, to that market. What do you see as next? Uh, that's a really good question. Um, you know, so many things tend to be trends, right? Um, you know, we saw the frozen yogurt trend, what was that, 10, 15 years ago. Um, and, you know, frozen yogurt still exists, but it's not like it was. Um, we've seen the rolled ice cream, the um, you know, the, whatever they call it, um, where you're pouring it on the thing and freezing it and then rolling it up. We saw that, um, which is still trendy in some places, but I think for the most part, we've seen that die down after, you know, pretty quick, a year or two. Um, so I think part of it is is what's a trend and what's, what's going to stick around. You know, we saw edible cookie dough. We still sell a really good amount of edible cookie dough, um, but it's a, you know, it's it's a supplemental product for us. It's not you know, I think the places that led with the edible cookie dough have started to die down as well. I think that was a trend. Um, 
we've uh, we've launched a lot of things that have definitely stuck around um but they're not necessarily like you know new categories i would say we're taking what people love and making it better so we have some really good sundays um you know that, that, are, that are doing really well um, we recently started selling ice cream cakes in kind of a, a, a in the individual portions we call them an ice cream cake cup um those are selling really well people love ice cream cakes but you can't really buy one one whole cake for yourself. Um, we're doing these different layered desserts that are really cool, like layered sundaes. Uh, and so typically we use our signature blend. So we do the signature blend and then one of the toppings and then the blend and then the toppings and then the and then the blend again. Uh, and so just as you're working your way through it, you get the chunks, you get the, the great flavor. Um, and those have been very popular as well. Um, so it's hard to say like what's next. Um, I will tell you that... I think people are continuing to be adventurous. Um, in our wholesale meetings, we really pitch some wild things. One of the big things we like to pitch is ketchup ice cream. Um, we, we're on to something, we think, that um, if you dip your French fries in ketchup ice cream, it's phenomenal. Um, you know, a lot of us as kids would dip French fries into, into Frosties. Uh, and so we said, okay, well, that's a great combination, the sweet and the salty, but what if we put the flavor combination in there too? Um, it's one of those things that people always give us the strangest look, and then they try it with their French fries, and I mean, it's mind-blowing. Um, so we're trying a lot of different kind of fun things like that. Um, we've done pickle ice cream, which which we still pitch from time to time. Um, we've done a buffalo chicken dip ice cream. Um, there's uh, cornbread ice cream has been really, really popular when, when we're talking to like a barbecue restaurant or a Southern Southern style restaurant that does really well. Um, so we're just trying to kind of think outside the box, but not, not just to be trendy, the things that we actually think people will enjoy and they'll want to try. You know, would you go to the restaurant and get ketchup ice cream with your french fries every single time? Probably not. But I think it's something that could live on an appetizer menu or a sides menu for a while because I think it's something that people would continue to want to try. I love it. I, I, you know, what a, what a wonderful thing. And I, I like that people are starting to, you know, adventure into savory types of ice cream and different things like that. So what a, a wonderful you know, aspect. Some of the best things I've ever had in my life, you know, been like tomato, you know, like a roasted tomato cotton candy. And I've had a roasted tomato ice cream and, you know, those savory things that you could blend in there. So that's really, really brilliant. And, and, uh, you know, I'm intrigued. I have to come down and try that now. Yeah, absolutely. I have to, uh, double, double down on that because I am one of the people that loves that. Like one of my guilty pleasures is doing the, um, the, frosty the chocolate frosty with the french fry because i like that sweet savory um together combination and like i have i've been known to like take a little bit of extra salt and kind of like you know add you know drizzle it just because i like the the sweet and salty so much when i'm eating it um so i i would i would 100 percent try the, the ketchup one um but circling back to uh, to the frozen hot chocolate ice creams, at, you know, while we have about three ish, four minutes left, um, are you doing anything special as far as you know promotions for the frozen hot chocolate? And you know, are there different ways that people can enjoy it because of your process and doing the mix-ins? So we launched 
regular hot chocolate a handful of years ago during the winter months, right? Ice cream shop seasonal business is always looking for ways to get through, you know, the off season. Um, and so gourmet hot chocolates is somewhere that we found some success and it's, it goes, you know, it goes along with what we're doing already, right? We can flavor the hot chocolate in any way, you know, salted caramel or, you know, s'mores or whatever may make sense. Um, and, and it goes with the cookies we offer. It can go with ice cream and, you know, we, we now have on the menu kind of a combination of the two where we're doing a, um, a hot chocolate float. So basically mm. it's, it's a gourmet hot chocolate and we drop a scoop of ice cream into it. So that's pretty cool. Um, but so I guess we just kind of thought that people love hot chocolates and we know they love ice cream and milkshakes and things like that. So we decided to kind of combine the two. So we've now had on our menu for some time a frozen hot chocolate milkshake. Um, and that sells really well. It's, it's been available year round. Um, We've, we've done some cool events with it too. We did a Christmas in July this past summer. Um, it, it was actually an event with a, a, a local um, company that was promoting something. And so we did a lot of these little mini frozen hot chocolate milkshakes, which went, went great. It was kind of perfect for, you know, a Christmas in July uh, event, um, which was neat. Uh, and we just continue to try new things. You know, every month, at least during the winter, we do different seasonal menus. Uh, and so peppermint tends to be a flavor around December and January. So we'll do, a lot of times we'll do a peppermint hot chocolate, um, I, either a, a hard scoop flavor, or it could be one of our one of our sundays. So we do these, um, we call them partially baked cookie sundays. So it's a half baked cookie on the bottom, and then ice cream and toppings on top of that. And so it gives us a lot of flexibility to do different fun flavors there. And hot chocolate tends to be something that really all winter long we're doing variations on that. Um, that that can, that can kind of be in, in, in any form, whether it's whether it's that milkshake that sunday. Um, so on. <laughs> All right. And as we wrap you up, because we do have to let you go, um, where can people find you online and, uh, you know, in, um, in person? <laughs> sure. Yeah. So, um, I'm sitting in our, uh, kind of our, our, our big, biggest store here on Walnut street, 1109 Walnut street. Um, definitely our flagship and, and, uh, where you'll see, um, the most, most amount of, uh, uh, offerings, if you will. Um, and then our South Street location is our newest, newest location. It's 538 South Street, right at the corner of 6th and South. Um, we try to mirror it with the, the Walnut Street location, but may not have some of the seasonal offerings. Um, and we're open uh, seven days a week, all year, pretty much, uh, and, and open very late. Our Walnut Street stores are open until 1 a.m. Friday and Saturday. Um, Instagram is probably the best place to find us, at Philly Scoop DeVille. Uh, and then, of course, Facebook as well. It's just Scoop DeVille Ice Cream. Um, so those are the best places. Uh, we're on all of the delivery uh, sites, of course. We do a ton of delivery. Uh, our website has tons of offers, including catering and cakes and the wholesale I mentioned. So that's just scoopdeville.com. All right. Thank you so much, Spencer, for joining us on Food Firms and Chefs. Thank yeah, thanks you. a lot. That's it. And we will be right back after this short break. To become a sponsor of Food Firms and Chefs and have your business or event promoted on two radio stations in Philadelphia that play on Tuesdays during drive time radio and on a station in New York on Fridays at 1 p.m., you can email us at foodfarmsandchefs at yahoo.com, ibfoodie2 at yahoo.com, or arpolicus at gmail.com. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Food Firms and Chefs. I have the honor to introduce Joe Calderon, who is the creative director at Serendipity 3 in New York City. And Joe, thank you for joining us on Food Farms and Chefs. 
Thank you for having me. So great to be here. So, Joe, you have a job as a creative director or just any type of involvement in Serendipity 3 that is probably, you know, one of the, the jobs that anybody who knows anything about the ice cream business would really want to have. You know, you are maybe the most famous ice cream store in America. And if you're not, you really should be. Um, but, you know, you're so much more than that as well. And the things that people don't understand about Serendipity 3 that I, I probably want to point out that you also have great food and you do it in a, a really cool setting that, you know, you're just going through the, just finishing up, you know, the, the renovations. But you also, you know, distribute nationwide. and the you have a Guinness Book of World Record, and you are famous for the people who come to eat there. But most importantly, you have a product that no one else can compete with. Everybody tries. A lot of people do it. Made famous in movies, made famous in everything. But that is your frozen hot chocolate. So tell us a little bit about how you got started with Serendipity 3 and you know, your history with them and, and uh, a little bit about you. Sure. Well, um, I've been with Serendipity now for over 36 years. Um, uh, I, I just love working with the brand. And of course, I love the iconic frozen hot chocolate that was way in the forefront of blended drinks uh, and has been around for almost 69 years. Wow. That's, a, that's an amazing thing. Wow. 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 You know, and, and so good, the frozen hot chocolate that, you know, it, it has become the, the drink of choice for a lot of celebrities when they were in New York, a lot of people that, you know, have gone there and tried it. And, you know, if I'm correct in my, in my information, you know, even an investor in the company, you know, came down, had one of your amazing frozen hot chocolate, some of your things, and Selena Gomez then came back and said, I want to be involved in this because this is that good. But very true, very true. Uh, Selena has been a customer for many years. Uh, I remember her coming to the restaurant with her parents when she was a young Disney star, um, and she's fell in love with the brand over the years and is now a partner. That's a, it's a wonderful story, you know, to to see that and somebody who just you know, really bought in because of her love of the product. You know, it wasn't just, well, this is going to be successful. I'm going to make a lot of money at this. So, you know, let's, you know, do that. This is about somebody who just believed and loved in the product. And, you know, what a better endorsement than that. Obviously, your product and your brand has been made famous by many celebrities and movies and shows that are filmed there. My wife is always, when we go to New York, we got to go to Serendipity 3, you know, and I absolutely, I'll do that anytime you want. I want to come for the ice cream. She wants to come for the iconic, you know, stars and everything else that has appeared there. But you also have a little bit of history with uh, one Jacqueline Onassis Kennedy at one point in time, too. Tell our listeners about that. Uh, yeah, well, um, Jackie Kennedy uh, came here as uh, a young senator's wife uh, before she was in the White House. Uh, she continued to come 
Um, she even once uh, asked for the recipe uh, when she was first lady for the frozen hot chocolate. And because it was such a top secret recipe, um, she was denied the recipe. I love that. I, that that's absolutely. Just because it's the White House doesn't mean you get to have my recipe. That's wonderful. <laughs> Thank you. That that just warmed my heart to know that, you know, people stood up for the integrity of the product and said, no, I understand you can buy it from us and we'll ship it. But no, you know, um, that that's just wonderful to hear. So you just underwent a big renovation in the original store. Uh, you know, what was that process? How did that, you know, what, what, what did you change? Um, well, um, during COVID, we were we were closed for uh, for almost a year, and uh, we wanted to take advantage of that downtime to uh, to do some upgrades, uh, like put in a new kitchen, and we revamped the bathrooms, and we we maintained all the integrity of Serendipity, um, the iconic second floor um, uh, dining room, which is which was the parlor room. Of a, of a brownstone. So we have this marble fireplace and intricate wood moldings. So we we renovated and fixed everything to perfection uh, and opened in July of 2021 to great fanfare and, and such a great reception uh, from our fans and our customers uh, that we're, we're, we're thrilled with our new look and our new revamp. One of the things that I love about Serendipity 3, um, yeah, you just beautiful, beautiful redo of the building. But, you know, there's still a lot of the Tiffany lamps and everything's around there. And you really maintained all that. You also have a lot of care and effort put into the dishes and the china and the style of Sunday dishes and everything that goes with that. Like, there's no detail that doesn't, you know, that, that is thrown by the wayside. You really do focus on everything about making the experience one that is just, you know, so heartwarming, uh, you know, just something to reminisce about for years. Like going to Serendipity 3 is an experience. It is not just going for some ice cream or frozen hot chocolate. And you really touch on all the senses, you know, the nostalgia of, you know, dishes from years gone by and things like that. On the flip side, your burgers and your food is fabulous too. So thank you. You know, you you, uh, you do a, an incredible job with all that. You know, what does it take from your aspect of the creative director side to really maintain that and, and keep it current when you know a lot of people want to change, 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 and grow with the times and you're going, you know, and, and holding steadfast and say, this is an experience. You know, is that a tough battle? Um, it, it is always a tough battle because you want to make the right changes. You don't want to change what people want. Um, you want to kind of just revamp things and um, uh, even like put a twist on a, on things just to keep it current. So we, we are... Um, you know, it's it's something that's a constant. Not, not, I wouldn't say battle because it's it's fun, but uh, just a constant effort in keeping current and keeping relevant, yet maintaining that uh, sense of history uh, uh, that serendipity is all about. 
Well, you do an incredible job at that. So serendipity is listed uh, for Guinness Book of World Records. Uh, for our listeners who don't know, can you give us a little insight into that? Um, sure. We actually have nine Guinness World Records. Um, everything from the world's largest wedding cake to um, the world's most expensive plate of French fries. We've we've done it all. And, and, you know, there's something to be said about getting a Guinness world record um, because a lot of people don't realize that it's a, it's a big effort and we take it very, very seriously. You can take expensive ingredients, throw them together and call it the most expensive, but we work tirelessly in making sure that everything is the best quality and the best flavor uh, in the world uh, to truly make it a, a a Guinness World Record. And and people don't a lot of people don't understand what it takes to get Guinness to certify that and to do that as well. Uh, we were involved in a project right at the end of COVID where we made the world's largest cheesesteak. But because we did it, the people planning it did not want to go through the process of applying. It all went to the to the wayside, you know, because Guinness was not there to certify it. Therefore, you know, boom. I mean, we created a cheesesteak that was three city blocks long. Wow. But, wow. But <laughs> Guinness wasn't there to certify it. So while it looked really good and it was a really wonderful thing, nope, didn't happen. And, you know, but it's wonderful. So I appreciate the effort you guys put into it. What is Thank your you. favorite thing at Serendipity? What is the one thing you're going to go for nine out of 10 times when you're there? Well, you know, a lot of people don't realize that we have one or maybe the best burger in New York. And we do a truffle burger that is out of this world. And uh, that is one of my true go-to menu items that uh, I have to i have to have at least once a week i'm very jealous i know the burger you speak of and the fact that you can have one once a week i'm extremely jealous i'm a burger person <laughs> i love a great burger and you are spot on i don't know a better burger place in new york city and you know you can then finish up with amazing you know desserts and, and frozen hot chocolate but yeah, you're, that's what I love about Serendipity 3 is that I can go for the complete meal. And it's just a, a really wonderful experience. And now I am so jealous. And I now want one of your burgers so bad. I may have to take a train in New York this week. Um, but, you know, okay. What are, the, what are the crowd favorites now this time of year? As we come into Valentine's Day, we're, you know, in a nice warm winter. What, what's everybody buying? Well, you know, everybody has to have the frozen hot chocolate when they come. And a, a little fun fact, we we serve just as many during the winter than we do in the summer. So it's not about it's not about the season. Uh, it's about the dish. So people come here. They have to have frozen hot chocolate. And as you mentioned, a lot of people don't realize that we have really good food, too. We have great uh, burgers, footlong hot dogs. Uh, mac and cheese sandwiches 
uh, salads. Um, we've even come up with a vegan version of our frozen hot chocolate. Oh, wonderful. Wonderful. Now, see, I have to bring my daughter because that's right up her alley. And you also have the Golden Opulence Sunday. For our listeners who don't know, fill them in on this. Sure. Well, I created the Golden Opulence Sunday in honor of uh, Serendipity's 50th golden anniversary uh, back in 2004. And um, uh, it was it was definitely a labor of love. Uh, and it really got us world recognition for this dish. Uh, it, it's 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 like an edible piece of art. It's housed in a Bakrat crystal goblet. It's Tahitian vanilla ice cream infused with Madagascar vanilla rolled in 23 karat edible gold. There's candied fruit from Fauchon in Paris. There's the world's most expensive uh, hot fudge made from Amade Porcelana chocolate from Tuscany. Um, it's topped with a gilded sugar flower that takes about eight hours to, to make. Um, it even has the world's only dessert caviar, which is a low salt caviar that's infused with passion fruit and Grand, Grand Marnier. Uh, and of course, you got to do it, but it's eaten with a 18-karat gold spoon. What a, what a wonderful experience. You know, I could see engagements and, and you know, anniversaries and, and, you know, so many things built around that Sunday in itself. And people wonder why, you know, you get the celebrity traffic you get. And it's dishes like that that bespeak to, you know, opulence and, and just creativity. Now you have a, a, an amazing job. Like, you get to spend time, and it's almost like money is not an object in your creativity. You can search out the best of the best and create wonderful things with that. What, you know, what an incredible job that you have, you know. So in, in all your years there, if I had to say, what is one of your, you know, Give me one of your top three moments of, you know, somebody walking in, somebody ordering something or getting done something, whether it be the, the world's largest wedding cake. But give me one of your top three. Uh, let's see. There, there are so many to choose from. Um, I, I would say one of my top three would be um, teaching Oprah how to make frozen hot chocolate and having her put it on her bucket list of uh, and and having serendipity as a place, uh, as one of the places you must go, uh, uh, you know, uh, on on a bucket list. So that that's got to be one of the top. You know, we have one of them. I can relate. We have one of them in Philadelphia. Well, he's now in Atlanta, but in Philadelphia, we had a place. Uh, Delilah Winder had a mac and cheese that the you know Oprah had featured and featured as the best mac and cheese in the country and put on that bucket list and. You know, what, are, what an exciting thing for Oprah to recognize that. That's a very, very, very cool story. So for people coming to New York City, uh, you know, it's not just as, as simple as walking into Serendipity 3. Tell our listeners about, you know, how people can get reservations and where they can find you and everything that goes with that. Sure, sure. Well, we, we accept walk-ins, but we encourage people to make reservations so they don't have to wait because sometimes we have a, a pretty long line to wait outside. Um, so you can make reservations on resi.com, 
or you can visit our website, uh, serendipity3.com. And, uh, you know, come on in. We, 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 we encourage everybody to come on down. I, I want to encourage our listeners. If you're, you know, from New York, obviously go anytime. If you're planning to go to New York, whether it be for theater, I, me personally go with my wife and go to theater. Let's go to serendipity three. And, you know, it just kind of completes the, you know, my, my choices are two it's Carmine's or serendipity three, you know, going to one of the two, you could never go wrong. Um, you know, anything new in the, in the horizon, anything that our listeners may uh, be excited to find out besides, uh, you know, new items coming out or anything like that. Um, like I mentioned before, we're always creating, we're always uh, in research and development for new things and coming up on the, on the very close horizon, we are, we will soon serve our 30 millionth frozen hot chocolate. Wow. Wow. That is, that is even in a city, the size of New York, that is an amazing, an amazing feat. Congratulations on on that, and you know, and I and I know just what you do. That when that occurs, it will not be a small thing. Um, so, oh no, you 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 have to be on the lookout for who that person who's going to drink that 30, 30 millionth drink. Yeah, that's that's an amazing that's an amazing thing, and uh, you know that's something you're going to go down and. And uh, it'll be around forever and all, everybody will pick it up and run with it. So, you know, absolutely fabulous. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today. Listeners, I kid you not, Serendipity 3, Oprah is right. It is a bucket list location. Uh, you know, the list of celebrities is wonderful. It's been featured in movies and TV. But go have a burger, have a frozen hot chocolate. Enjoy. Thank you so much for joining us, sharing your story. I am so jealous of your job. It is ridiculous. <laughs> Thank you, Gene. Thank you for having me. It was our pleasure. Thank you so much. And okay, thank you. And stay tuned for after this next break. Join us on Food Farms and Chefs Radio Show, where we highlight everyone from top industry leaders to startups and the farmers who make it all possible with co-hosts Gene Blum and Amaris Pollock with original episodes that debut every Tuesday at 6 p.m. on WWDB 97.5 HD2 and at WWDBAM.com and on your smart speaker. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Food Farms and Chefs. I have the pleasure, and I'm so excited to uh, invite Yossi Kobe to our Food Farms and Chefs family. You are coming to us from Israel, actually, um, yes. on Zoom, which is an amazing feat of on all, all, all on its own that we get to speak to somebody <laughs> who's across the world. But you are the marketing director of Max Brenner international so thank you for for uh joining us on food farms and chefs thank you hi thank you well <laughs> nice to meet you nice to meet you as well so um obviously your role in in max brenner currently is the marketing director but that's actually not how you started so how how did you actually get um, introduced to Max Brenner International? Actually, I started uh, in Max Brenner in 2004, which is almost 20 years ago. 
as a server in one of our locations in Israel. I think it was the first location in Israel. Yeah, yeah it's like in Tel Aviv. Um, and I started as a server over there. Uh, and I really like chocolate. And I like the, and I love the brand. Uh, and, you know, from then, you know, from there, you know, I started, you know, working for at least for five years, I think, uh, as a server and a supervisor in, our, in one of our locations in, chocolate, in the chocolate bar location. Um, and then I left for a few years um, uh, dealing with marketing. I came back um, as the marketing director in 2015. And I'm in love with this brand because it's so fun, uh, you know, dealing with chocolate and, you know, innovations with desserts and chocolate products. And it's a very good product. You know, we have very good product and it's very it's delicious as well. But it's also it's it's not only delicious and we use like, you know, very like um, um, the best, uh, very like high quality raw materials and ingredients, but it's also about the design um, of the packaging uh, of our gift sets and the, and our products. And of course, you know, the the it's very like, you know, the, the desserts are very, you know, unique. Um, there is, there, you know, the chocolate bar, it's, there is no place like, like, the, like this chocolate bar because nobody's offering a whole menu um, full with chocolate desserts and chocolate drinks. And tomorrow is the National Hot Chocolate Day. And we're going to, I believe they're going to discuss it, you know, more. Yeah. Oh, my God. I do. I know. I have, I have some oh hot God. chocolate That's for you. huge. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's a big mug. It's not the, the, the hug mug, but um, it is a large mug and I can hug it. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. Looks good. <laughs> so, um, and yes, it is tomorrow, tomorrow, or if you're listening today on, uh, WWDB or on Friday, the, this, this plays on WMLD, um, mm -hmm. in our New York station. So, and I know that that's where, you know, you guys have your, um, your main, your main place. So, Correct. you know, we're, we're touching on all the bases. <laughs> of course. Of course. So, um. Off of that, I, you know, obviously I kind of showed off a little bit of hot chocolate. It is going to be National Hot Chocolate Day, and we are celebrating it because it is very unique what you do. You offer a variety of different hot chocolates at Max Brenner, chocolates in general, but like how did how did that come about? How do you guys create the raw the raw chocolates and the raw ingredients and come up with the different flavors that you offer? You know, there are three kinds of flavors of chocolate. There is the dark, the milk, and the white, uh, all made from the cocoa beans. Um, but, you know, we have, we, we, uh, we invented like many variety, variety of, of hot chocolate flavors. Um, and the end of, by the end of the day, it's the customer that decides what he likes the most. Um, you know, the milk chocolate is, you know, that's number one top seller. You know, everybody likes milk chocolate. It's, you know... Um, the dark chocolate is more like for, you know, the people who uh, knows, uh, know stuff about chocolate and they know, you know, they're very like, some of them say, well, they're more like clever when they, you know, but they know what they want to drink. Um, so this is for the dark chocolate and the white chocolate is so much fun because most of the people think that hot, the white chocolate is not a chocolate, but it is made from the fruit. It's a cocoa butter. Um, so there are three, three kinds of, of uh, you know, flavors of hot chocolate and we took it, you know, to... Um, many, many other flavors from those, uh, from those three, like you can have like the salted caramel hot chocolate, uh, you have spicy Mexican, which is very unique, um, and it's delicious. Uh, it sounds scary, but it is good. I, you know, it's, it is very good if you, you know, if you know what I mean. Yeah. It gives um, a little heat to it. 
And not yeah, it's heat, like unique. You know, it's not, yeah. it's not tradition, but it's but it's but it's very unique um, to drink the spicy Mexican. Uh, and of course, you know, we also have Oreo hot chocolate. And uh, um, our specialty in hot chocolate, it's not you know something that we don't use any powder. We don't use any hot water in the in the hot chocolate. We use it for milk chocolate ganache and vanilla sauce, which melt which makes it more thick. Uh, and it's like drinking a melting chocolate bar. It's really is. It, it's really is. It's very thick. It's very rich, and it's delicious. Well, th- that's one of the things that I love about the hot chocolate. There is because it's more of the European style, where they they you know melt it down in a pot mm-hmm. with the milk, and you know you, it's constant stirring. You make you need to make Correct. sure you don't score the the chocolate. Um, and then it is, it's a thicker chocolate. You don't need as much. So, you know, it's not this big mug, um, <laughs> but you know, it's, it's definitely defined, you know, on your, on your palate because you can taste that difference. And, and it is because most of the, most of, most of hot chocolates is made with, they, they may, people make it, you know, in their, in their home or, you know, on outside, you know, they make it, you know, with the powder. Uh, but we, we, what make it, what makes it, you know, Italian thick it's the Italian tradition. It's uh, it's we we make it from uh, milk chocolate ganache, which is and vanilla sauce. The vanilla that's the secret. I'm yeah. telling you the most top secret here. <laughs> <laughs> so no. Yoshi, yeah, you know, America being what we are for the world of fast food, and we always try to take shortcuts. It's exactly what you're saying. You as a marketing director, your probably biggest job is education of you know what's your brand and why your brand is so superior. You know, mm-hmm. do you find it difficult to people in, you know, you, the United States have a misconception of what, you know, chocolate and hot chocolate is because we do, we associate it with, you know, a Hershey bar. We associate it with, you know, powders. We associate it with things that really are shortcuts and great quality chocolate, which Max Brenner uses is so much more complex. So how do you overcome these, you know, uh, misconceptions that people have about what chocolate is? You know, I think, you know, chocolate, there are many kinds of brand of chocolate brands um, in the world and in the U.S., of course. I think, you know, the, the, um, we need to understand that chocolate, you know, it's it's something that, you know, it's more like um, we, we view chocolate as a value. It's, a, it's the core value of our brand. Um, and I think you know we we treat chocolate as um, as a tradition, uh, as an as an experience, uh, because we believe uh, our most core value and uh, our most core value is that chocolate uh, connects people. Um, you know, it's it has um, it has an impact of any aspect of our lives. Um, it's 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 you know it's very romantic. Valentine's Day is coming on, and you know it's people buying chocolate like crazy, uh, and they like to go to romantic dates and eat chocolate and share it together. So it's very it's on the one hand it's very you know um, romantic, and it's also very nostalgic because you know um, we celebrate you know birthday with chocolate cake. So in every part of our life, chocolate is is appearing in uh, in every aspect of our lives, and that's how we you know um, we view chocolate, and we that's why. Uh, we always, you know, um, 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 you know, telling this story to our customers. Uh, the chocolate is part of our lives, and I think that's that's what makes us more different than other chocolate brands. I, I hope that I answered your question properly. Um, but no, you know. you, abs- absolutely, absolutely. Thank you. 
Um, I was going to say off of that, you know, with romanticizing, you know, an emotional um, effect and an experience of chocolate Mm -hmm. in, in what you consume, you guys also for your, I believe you call it the chocolate bar in Australia and other countries, but in the U S we have it just as Max Brenner um, as a restaurant location, but in your restaurants, you also offer food, food items like Correct. menu items that have, you know, an aspect of the cocoa in them. Like one of my favorite um, menu items, of course, is your waffle fries with the, you know, exactly. And so, and so tell our listeners how that, you know, elevates the experience of, you know, the dining aspect of it. Of course. Um, so in our locations in the U.S., of course, we, we offer you know, many options for dining and, of course, the desserts. Uh, and we tried, you know, to combine um, the chocolate also in our savory, like you mentioned in the in, in the waffle fries. That's a great example. Uh, but we also, you know, um, try to um, we also have desserts that are, you know, parallel to um, to savory items like we have the chocolate pizza. So it's a, you know, it's a sweet dough. It looks like it's a, it's a, like it's um it's a like it looks like a pizza, but it has you know chocolate chunks and caramel pecan and melting marshmallow on top of it. So we try to take uh, we have savory of course, but we also try to take some of the savory items and make it you know um um you know more like you know with chocolate uh, chocolate items like the chocolate pizza, um chocolate fondue and many other items. And. One of the things that I, um, through researching, I, I learned or ascertained, I should say, um, is that you, you know, there's two, (laughs) when you guys come up with the different options for chocolates, um, and I'm talking across the board, like all products that you, you produce out of, um, your kitchen, you boil down hazelnuts with sugar water and create the pralines. Like you create everything from scratch. So what is the process that you go through? Like, are you part of, like, do you get to be part of that too? Um, with <laughs> testing out the different things? Yeah, we always, yeah, we, that's the best part uh, to test everything. Um, but actually we have our factory in Israel uh, that is near Jerusalem. Um, and we produced all, you know, all the, um, uh, the chocolate ganache and all the spreads that use our many desserts in the U.S. Uh, we produce it here in Israel, um, like pistachio spread, hazelnut spread. We use it from scratch. Like you mentioned, we boiled the, we boiled the hazelnut uh, with our chocolate that we produce from scratch, also from cocoa butter and cocoa, um, uh, and cocoa solid. And, uh, and we send it to the U.S., to our location in, the, in New York, in Philadelphia. Uh, we, we we do everything here from scratch, from, from the ingredients itself. And we send it, you know, uh, we send it to the U.S. Yeah. I feel like Jean had one question and then we have like about five, five minutes left. So. Um, so if you wanted to or if you uh, could tell our listeners the one thing about chocolate that you discovered in your adventure at Max Brenner in all these years. What would that be? Um, I think chocolate has no boundaries. You know, it has no boundaries. Um, and it, you know, it's, it's like I mentioned before, it's something that, you know, you meet in every aspect of your, li- of your life. And it's, and we celebrate in, and we celebrate chocolate in many occasions of our lives. Um, it can be, you know, when you, um, 
when you were when you were a child and you had a birthday and your mother came with the chocolate cake so you had it's very very nostalgic um it's also um you know very romantic when you have a date it's also very you know uh excited when you um, um when you have a baby and you get a chocolate you know uh and you get get a chocolate you know as a gift um so you meet the chocolate in every aspect and you celebrate it in every you know uh, in many uh, in many occasions in your life and that's why i think it has no boundaries um you like to it, it's very nice to share it together uh and i think that's the main i think that's the main you know the main the main thing about chocolate that you know it's fun it's nostalgic it's um it's um uh it's romantic um uh, and that's that's the main thing i think about chocolate you know that i learned during the years Thank you very much. I agree. It does have no boundaries. No boundaries, yeah. And if someone says that he doesn't like chocolates, probably he's lying. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> um, so you had touched a little bit about the fact that, yes, we have Valentine's Day coming around. So, you know, what can we look forward to at Max Brenner? Are you guys going to run any kind of specials for Yes, Valentine's we do. Yes, we do. We're going to have a special cocktails um in our locations in in uh, in philadelphia and in new york city um we're going to have a special menu with cocktails romantic cocktails there's the romantic cocktails and we're going to have uh, a heart a boasting heart fudgy fudge uh, cake in a shape of a heart um for sharing of course um people go are going for romantic dates And we're also going to have we're going we are selling our products and our Valentine's gift sets um, on in stores and online, of course. Perfect. Um, now, I know uh, one one of the things that I love, you know, is fondue and you guys have the chocolate fondue. So do you have any like specials that you're running with the fondue, too? because we you know we we celebrate um you know many people come to max Benner for romantic dates because not only for Valentine's Day because most of our most of our items and desserts are for sharing and mostly is the fondue because the fondue is such a romantic dish it's 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 as I many people you know like to share it and they like to grill the marshmallow and to, to dip it inside the chocolate um and So we celebrate all year. It's not going to be something special for Valentine's Day, but we have it all year and people like to share it and, and together all year. So which is perfect. Now one other thing that I want to ask about because you know cheers, it is you know going to be national hot chocolate day. Yeah, do, cheers. Do you guys have any hot chocolate specials um, uh, today running today because since our listeners are um, listen. Um, we, we have you know we were offering uh, we're offering like you know many variety, not only one kind of hot chocolate. Uh, we have you know I think like nine types of hot chocolate uh, in our menu. And in our location in uh, Times Square, we're going to offer uh, to, uh, to today between um, uh, 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. You buy uh, um, a hot chocolate and you get a free hot chocolate. The oh, second nice. one. Yeah. And that that keeps up with the aphrodisiac and romance. <laughs> <laughs> People will stand on the line. We'll, we'll stand on the line to get like a free hot chocolate. It's, 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 it's a part of a tradition. We also did it last year. And, you know, people came uh, and enjoyed the hot chocolate. Even if it's even even with this coldest <laughs> well it was a pleasure having you on Yosi and I hope that we will one day meet in person but until <laughs> then have a wonderful uh evening and uh welcome welcome to food farms and chefs thank, thank you, you very much. thank you for having me thank you Sue thank you so much
Have a great day. You too. Everyone have a wonderful week. Congratulations to the NFC champion, Philadelphia Eagles. You can find me at I-B-F-O-O-D-I-E, the number two at yahoo.com or across social media at Gene Blum or I-B-Foodie2. And you can find me at A.R. Pollockus, or if you would like to be a guest or sponsor on the show, you can email me at arpollockus at gmail.com. Go birds!